Welcome to the Operation Crest podcast. I'm Riley. And I'm Matthew. And we are the co-hosts of today's episode. Operation Crest is an effort from the 957 Project to empower high school students like us to preserve memories of America's veterans and to share their stories of current resilience, service, and teamwork. Each of these interviews will be donated to the Library of Congress to be preserved for future generations. And you can hear other episodes of this show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to stick around at the end of this episode to hear us reflect on what we learned during the following conversation. Learn more at www.the957project.org slash Operation Crest. And now, let's begin the show. Today, we are interviewing U.S. Army Major Rudy Salcido. Mr. Salcido is an Army veteran with combined 10 and a half years of active duty service and 19 years of federal service with Army National Guard. Born in El Paso, Texas, he was raised in a small town just outside El Paso named Socorro. He graduated from Socorro High School in 2000 while attending the Health Occupations Students of America HOSA Academy and was a multi-sport athlete and very involved in extracurricular activities. After high school, he attended the University of Texas at El Paso and graduated in December of 2005. With his Bachelor's of Arts in Criminal Justice and a minor in military service in the same month, he received his commission as a second lieutenant with the United States Army National Guard. After graduation and commissioning, he reported to an Army flight school and graduated in October of 2007 as an Army aviator. While attending flight school, he applied for the United States Border Patrol, entered on duty in December of 2007, and was named class leader. He was a recipient of Federal Law Enforcement Training Center Director's Award upon graduating with the United States Border Patrol Academy, class number 729. Rudy has been deployed many times in both combat, humanitarian, and counter-drug operations to local to locations such as Afghanistan, Central and South America, and U.S.-Mexico Southwest borders. During combat operations in Afghanistan, he served as an executive officer, task force ODIN, observe, detect, identify, and neutralize, and once as a commander, task for Caesar, communications, electronic attack with surveillance and reconnaissance. His military service has allowed him and his family to be assigned to Fort Rucker, Alabama, Fort Hood, Texas, Fort Bliss, Bliss, Texas. He's a dual rated Army aviator with both helicopter and fixed wing aircraft with ratings in UH-60s, OH-58s, and C-12 aircraft. He now serves as an air interdiction agent with the CBP's Air Marine Operations, where he's a pilot in command of the Pilatus PC-12 aircraft and field coordinator for the CBP's Veteran Support Program. He is a recipient of the Meritorious Unit Accommodations Bronze Star, Air Medal, Meritorious Service Medal, Army Achievement Medal, Senior Army Aviator Badge, and others. He and his wife of nearly 17 years have four kiddos, Jacob, Joshua, Julian, and Jailene. Rudy enjoys a good run in the morning or wherever he can get catch it, catching a good movie in the theater, and loves the game of baseball. His greatest achievement is when he sees others whom he had a direct influence on succeed. Major Rudy Salcido, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks. Uh... Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that introduction. Uh, um, now, now that I hear it after uh, you know after you guys reading it, man, that was a long one. <laughs> but but you know, it's uh, I've kind of had a a, a a long career that's taken me you know 
and kind of back and forth between my civilian and and uh an army career my military career so uh but i really appreciate it thank you guys all right so let's get started with um a, a question here what war or wars did you fight in so uh i was both deployed to um operation um enduring freedom and operation freedom sentinel both to afghanistan uh both during uh, separate time periods uh, my first deployment was uh in i got to afghanistan february of 2013 and i didn't leave until about november of 2013. um and then my second deployment combat deployment was in uh, december of 2017 through september of 2018 uh, also to afghanistan so those were my two combat deployments uh, did your family have a history in the military? If so, did it persuade you to join the armed forces? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so my, I guess, uh, my first introduction to, um, I guess, uh, the military service, uh, it was actually a, a, a picture, uh, I want to say, of a C-5 uh, U.S. Air Force Galaxy airplane. Um, if you don't uh, know what the C-5 is, it's the largest uh, uh, cargo airplane in the, in the United States military um, uh, inventory. Um, and it was this picture that was hanging up in my grandparents' um, uh, house that uh, my uncle um, at that time uh, uh, hung and gave, gave to them. Um, my uncle, his name is uh, retired Master Sergeant uh, Refugio Salas. We call him Uncle Cuco. Um, and, uh, you know, he was probably my first um, uh, person that kind of had, um, that sparked my interest in the military. Um, he was, uh, he still serves as a Department of Air Force civilian. Um, and uh, he's actually had the opportunities to work on uh, on Air Force One, um, amongst other uh, projects that uh, that he talks to me about uh, till this day, and um, you know he he was the first individual that kind of I guess sparked my interest. Um, I have another uncle; um, he's about to retire. His name is uh, Command Sergeant Major Joe Salas. Um, he's actually stationed um, in San Antonio, uh, getting ready to retire. Um, he's got a few months left and, and he'll be moving on to his, uh, his civilian career, but, um, he entered, uh, service back in 1995. And during that, during that time, you know, I was, a, I was a teenager, you know, very influential, uh, you know, period of somebody's life. And I saw him go, um, at that, uh, at that time. And that was, you know, one more person that kind of, um, helped me, I guess, introduced me into, you know, somewhat of a, of a military career. Um, I had an aunt who was married uh, at that time to, um, you know, to uh, another, um, my uncle. Um, they were stationed at Fort Hood, Germany, all over the place. And I remember going visiting them. Um, so I got to experience that part uh, through them. And, um, and now I have my little brother, um, uh, Staff Sergeant Daniel Quijas who's stationed uh, over in Vandenberg Air Force Base. Uh, he's the Air Force, uh, he's in the Air Force. Um, I think he uh, 
Uh, he's a mental health uh, specialist, and he's actually taking graduate classes so that he could uh, uh, apply for medical school. So that's kind of, uh, you know, just a short summary with, um, I guess, my immediate family who, who has been in the military. So why did you pick the, uh, the Army or the Army National Guard? I, I kind of want to say the, it's funny how things work. Uh, I want to say the Army almost picked me. Um, I was, uh, I was in high school and, um, I knew I wanted to be a pilot. I knew that's, that's what I wanted to do. Um, uh, actually, can I back up a little bit? So in, 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 in high school, you actually read it in my bio. I was, I was part of the health professions Academy at down in Socorro high school. Um, because my, my, my parents at the time, especially my mom, she was, um, you know, she knew military and, 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 and she had brothers that, uh, you know, that, that were in the army and the air force. Um, and she kind of shied away a little bit from the military service for her. It was always, Hey, you're going to go to college. You're going to go to college. Um, but my interest was always, you know, either baseball or, um, or flying. And, uh, at that time, um, Socorro high school actually offered a program, a vocational program. Uh, called Health Professions Academy. And I think it was more of the, my, my mom was leaning me towards, hey, you should look at the medical field and you should probably consider being a nurse. I said, okay, <laughs> you know, me just trying to make my mom happy. Um, and when I graduated high school, I went to UTEP and I actually started pre-nursing. Um, I didn't do very well, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and I ended up switch, uh, switching my major, uh, life happened, uh, me and my wife, uh, we became pregnant at a very young age. Um, and, uh, I ended up, um, you know, keep making a few decisions, uh, during, during college that kind of switched me from, uh, a pre-nursing career to more of a career towards, you know, army and military service. And um, ended up, you know, going to uh, the Army ROTC building. Um, actually, it's funny, the Army and the Air Force ROTC offices were right next to each other, right? And I ended up just kind of leaning more towards this, uh, this office, you know, that was more welcoming, inviting, and uh, that's kind of where I went, you know? And then not to mention the fact uh, that I applied for the, Air, uh, for the Air Force Academy when I was in high school, and <laughs> I didn't make the cut there. But, uh, but I think everything works out for a reason, and um, that's how I ended up joining the Army, you know? So it was, um, it was one of those things I think it, it chose me rather than me choosing, uh, choosing the Army, and it's been great. Uh, how was boot camp? So... Um, I kind of had a a small introduction to boot camp and a very I guess uh, different uh, um, experience with my with initially I guess basic training um, for for cadets who are going to college and are in the ROTC program. We actually get the opportunity, especially if you don't have any prior military experience, you actually get to to attend a, a basic uh, training course, what they call. Um, and 
uh, it's very um, short uh, period between uh, you know your spring and fall semesters that lands you know right in the summer and you attend a, a uh, at the time it was a 30 day four week um, uh, basic training camp where you go and you, it's just they give you the the initial um, introduction into the army and rather than you going to basic training and or boot camp for other services what they call boot camp instead of kind of like building a uh, breaking a person down right and then building them back up they they tend to um, basically build upon what that person has as a potential leader and officer um in in the army and that's that's kind of what i got to experience um it was i want to say my first experience being away from home so that was that was uh, um, a little uh, uncomfortable put me in a little uncomfortable spot you know so that was the first time that we really had to learn to be on your own um but at the same time uh it was great because you get exposed to um to people who are kind of going through everything that, that that you're going through you know you're going through college you're you're going through rotc you're kind of going through the same challenges and struggles you know that uh that a person um you know next to you is is having so um it was actually great for me um very challenging but very rewarding and it uh um if i had a chance to do it all over again i'd do it again so Hey, Riley, well, actually, I have a quick question. Do you guys sure. have any military family members? Um, I know he does. I have a couple of uncles that are in the Army. Uh, one flies Black Hawk helicopters. His name, his name uh, Ben Parrish. Okay. Uh, one's actually stationed in El Paso, but just shipped out to Romania. His name is Matt Ingalls. Okay. Is, and, and what, is, what does uh, Matt do? How are you guys related again? Uh, my dad's, uh, my dad's brother. Oh, okay. So he's your uncle. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, is, is he a pilot also? Yeah, he's a pilot. Okay, and he's the one that flies UHC Blackhawks, correct? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and uh, my my other uncle Ben Parrish also flies Black Blackhawks. Awesome. Do you have the, I guess, the interest in potentially? I hope you do. Yeah, I, I've looked at it a couple of times. Yeah, they they said either go to the army or go to the air force. But if you want to fly something, but if not, go go to the navy or something like that. Oh, that's 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 great. That's great. And uh, Matthew, what about you, man? So I personally, I want to fly. Um, I want to fly airplanes or helicopters or whatever it may be. Um, and I'm. In the process of applying to the naval and coast guard academies great so that's awesome that's 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 awesome is it is it what uh what kind of things are you doing i guess to help um your um your application well i'm working on my private pilot's license right now that's great awesome keep that um, up what else I, i've just been doing a bunch of like extracurriculars and stuff i'm really involved so or at least I try to be. Yeah. All right. Um, sports. Uh, I play three varsity sports. Um, I work with an animal shelter around here. So. Okay. All right. And you guys are juniors, seniors. I'm a junior, and he's a sophomore. I'm a freshman. Or a freshman. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Hey, so uh, Riley, you got you got plenty of time to kind of. Oh yeah. About what you want to do, um, you know, and uh, and yeah, but but definitely those things are definitely going to get you, um, I guess, set up, uh, you know, to get your application in and 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 uh, and compete against the other people that are applying, you know, for those academies because those are definitely uh, tough um, spots oh, to yeah. get. And if you're able to, you know, uh, gain acceptance, you know, I applaud you. And, um, you, you know, what? however, I think just you having, uh, the interest in both of you guys, actually, you know, just having the interest in wanting to do that, that speaks volumes to the type of people you are. So, so congratulations on that. Cause I know growing up, um, is, is hard, you know, it really is. Thinking about college is not fun, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. So my um, my son, he's he's 21 years old now, and he uh, he graduated right at the height of COVID. As a matter of fact, they they canceled his graduation. He was he was a baseball athlete. Um, uh, my my oldest son, Jacob, I should say, um, he was a. Uh, uh, varsity baseball player senior year kind of started late you know um in the game of baseball you know didn't really start picking him back up until his sophomore year um and he was he was almost like a late bloomer so here it was you know his, his senior year was going to be his year to to kind of um get back in the game and, and actually prove himself next thing you know COVID happened you know, um, and when he graduated, you could kind of see he was kind of bummed out about things. Um, you know, he didn't get his opportunity to play. Um, I think he he ended up uh, playing only five games out of the 25, 30 games that they play in high school. Um, but uh, he was he was definitely resilient in the in, in the way how he came back. And now he's He's a junior at UTEP, you know, made Dean's list for the past three or four semesters. So we're really proud of him on that, you know, and, you know, being a military child and, 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 and growing up, um, it's really tough, but I think that helped him, you know, where he is today and he continues to. So that's, that's one thing that, that I'm, I'm very proud about uh, regarding my son. Oh, what's your favorite baseball team? Cause I'm a really big nationals fan. <laughs> you know what? I'm a well, yeah. What about you, buddy? I'm a Marlins fan, so. Okay, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, to be honest, I am a baseball fan. Um, I, I, I really don't despise any team that's out there. I am a Red Sox fan, but I am also a Texas Rangers fan. And um, I uh, recently purchased a, uh, a San Diego Padre uh, baseball hat because we have a uh, local – uh, minor league organization who's a AAA affiliate for uh, the San Diego Padres. Uh, their our, our team name is the El Paso Chihuahuas. Um, and with their recent success, I went ahead and bought myself a Padre hat. But uh, I just love the game of baseball, you know. So that's that's been kind of kind of um, you know off you know throughout my military career and and having you know between deployments and and being gone. Um, that's kind of been how us as a family, how we've been able to kind of, um, have things to talk about either whether I'm deployed, uh, or out training, you know, I can always pick up the phone, call my boys and, or, and or call my wife and kind of see how things are going. And we always have something to talk about because 
me, my wife, my kids, uh, my three boys, and my and my youngest daughter. Um, we love the game, you know, and it's kind of the things. Oh, we get to practice today. Not we have to go to practice. We get to practice today. We get to go play the game of baseball. So it's it's kind of like our our thing that kind of like keeps us going um, and kind of helps us keep our mind off of you know some of the uh, the challenges that we've had you know through our military service. So. If you Did you guys? Sorry, I saw you, the. You Boston, can go. No, it's okay. I saw the Boston Red Sox uh, comment kind of raise your eyebrows a little bit there. What? Uh, any anything bad things about the Boston Red Sox? What's going on here? No bad things about the Red Sox. It's just the I, Red Sox. I went to Fenway over our winter break, and that was an experience. But I just know a lot of bandwagon like Red Sox fans that are just like I'm a Red Sox fan just because it's the Red Sox, or <laughs> I'm the Yankees fan just because it's the Yankees, and they know like four teams. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. All right, guys, go ahead. Sorry, we kind of got a little sidetracked. <laughs> it's fun. That's. If you have, if you remember any of your instructors, did they give you any helpful tips that you utilized during your time in service? Um, so I've had plenty of instructors, whether they've been just military instructors or, or flight instructors. Uh, but um, I guess one of the, one of my favorite and, 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 and uh, the, the instructors that I kind of have a really good relationship has been, uh, retired CW4, John Hamilton. Um, John Hamilton, uh, you know, if, if you guys don't know, he's a co-founder of 957 Project, just like you guys mentioned during your during your intro. And uh, ever since I initially met him uh, back in 2014, um, we've had a great relationship that's been inside and outside of the cockpit, you know. Um, we've flown many missions together. Um, down in Central and South America. Uh, we've flown uh, plenty of uh, domestic missions, you know, here over the United States. And uh, now we have this, uh, this, um, um, this bond, you know, that continues to grow uh, because of 957 and because of, you know, kind of like what we see, um, what we want to see happen with, uh, with our talks, you know, with Operation Crest and Project 957. Um, and, uh, just with a sense of service, you know what I mean? Um, and giving back. So, uh, John Hamilton, he's, he's really, you know, um, he's really inspired me, you know, and, 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 and giving me a lot, to, uh, to be thankful for, um, in regards to, uh, professional and personal, um, guidance. So, um, yeah, John, great guy. <laughs> I had some good conversations with him on a, a bus for a field trip that we took last year. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. It's, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny uh, thing. You bring up the bus. Uh, did you go <laughs> to, to, uh, to Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah. Go to the site. Okay. So um, my very first 957 uh, experience was uh, in 2016. Um, the spring of 2016, where we got a chance to go visit um, uh, the Flight 93 crash site. And coming back, um, everything was great. And then our bus broke down. I don't know if he told you that story. So we ended up being there on the side of the road somewhere in Pennsylvania. But you know what? It was great. We had 
uh, good people. The students were great. Uh, the veteran volunteers were great. We were there sharing stories, um, and I really enjoyed it. So um, I invite you know you guys and and our listeners to um, to really look into the 957 project and and see what it's all about because. Um, what a great day that was. I really remember that day. And it was uh, one of those days I'm always going to remember. Um, so I'm going to shift gears again. Um, so did you see combat? I So flying over the skies of Afghanistan, I flew in an Army C-12. Um, uh, my second uh, flight was in an Army C-12. My first flight was a King Air 300. <clears throat> was a in a King Air 300, um, very similar aircraft. One's just different sizes, different uh, um, uh, specifications uh, to the aircraft. But uh, uh, we were always flying in support of combat operations. So, being over the skies of Afghanistan, you know, it, it is a war zone. It is a combat zone at that time, and uh, we were definitely had. Um, uh, blessed enough with the opportunity to help support the ground troops um, with uh, overwatch and reconnaissance and surveillance and feeding the information that we would get and that we would see and passing that on to to the ground commanders and the ground elements where they're, where they're able to have a better situational awareness of what's happening around them. Um, having that bird's eye view um, really gave us and our air crews and our, and our, um, our team um, that real um, personal uh, gratification of we were there to help. Um, so uh, never, never was directly shot at on the ground, but we did support combat operations over at, in, in, uh, in Afghanistan. So this is a podcast that seeks stories of courage, resilience, service, and teamwork. Do you have any stories that relate to those themes that you would like to share? Yeah, um, I think... Um, the two things, uh, resilience and teamwork, is really what, uh, I guess, what, what stands out for me. Um, my first, uh, one of my, or my commander, when I was deployed in Afghanistan in 2013, uh, Major Brian Tufts, uh, now he's Lieutenant Colonel Brian Tufts, um, he was uh, a great commander who I um, uh, was there serving as his executive officer for um, a company that was brought together um, by the National Guard, right? So uh, we had six different, what they call flight detachments that came from all different parts of the country. And us being National Guardsmen, um, you know, National Guardsmen, we, we, you know, on, on a regular, you know, um, time throughout the year, we are, uh, we're firemen, we're teachers, we're, we're coaches, we're uh, law enforcement officers, uh, we're nurses, you know, those are the things that we do, you know, throughout our civilian time. And then, you know, whenever the call comes or during our uh, drill weekend and or tra training events, that's when we put on the uniform and that's when we go train and that's when we go you know get ready to fight and get you know get ready to get the mission done so we were able to bring uh six different flight detachments um during this combat deployment and our six flight detachments never never met each other 
you know, before before we landed in country in theater in Afghanistan. We didn't meet each other until we got there. And we were asked to basically fly 24-7 operations uh, over the skies of Afghanistan, um, never knowing each other. So we kind of had to hit the ground running, learn the mission, learn who we were, right, as just people, right? It's like me meeting Matthew and Riley. You know, I've never met you, but guess what? Hey, let's go get an airplane, let's go fly, right? And not to mention, we're in Afghanistan, a new environment, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a threat on the ground, you know, so all these things. And to be able to, to uh, I guess, accomplish that, that was great. The thing that I want to bring Major Brian Tufts in about is that um, it's, it's as a commander, you have a, a responsibility of, to your, to your troops, right? To your soldiers, to your aviators, to your crew, um, to them, their families. Uh, you have a, a responsibility to the mission. You have a responsibility to your, um, the ground commanders, to your commander, your superior commanders. And uh, Major Brian Tufts, he did a phenomenal job being able to handle that um, during a very tough, difficult time. During that particular time, uh, Major Brian Tufts, his, his, his father ended up becoming ill. Um, he had to go home. Um, and he was gone for about a little over three weeks. And um, just to think about the type of responsibility that he had as a commander, and having to deal with the loss of a loved one during that time while your team is back uh, fighting, right? And then come back and having to kind of just, all right, let's go. Let's keep on going. His, um, his ability to maintain um, the resilience for him to continue on um, was great. And fast forward... Right. So at that time, this was 2013. I was his executive officer during that time. In 2018, I actually had the opportunity to be the commander of of uh, of my uh, flight element now. Right. Um, well, about the same time frame that, uh, you know, during during the deployment, um, my mother in law ended up becoming sick and becoming um, ill. Um, she made it through during the deployment and after deployment, unfortunately she did, she did pass away, but I had to, uh, come back during the middle of my deployment and actually take care of, you know, kind of help take care of my wife, my mother-in-law, the family while they were going through, while we were going through our you know, trials and tribulations with, you know, this, with this significant uh, potential loss that was happening. Um, and kind of how I, I, I helped and the team assisted with allowing uh, Major Brian Tufts to go through his, um, his personal loss. That was, it, it was funny because it was, it was almost exactly how my team allowed me to go forward and take, thing, and, and take care of things at home um, so that I could make sure that the family was good, my wife was good, my wife Brenda, um, and then you know, take care of what I needed to take care of. And then I got back to Afghanistan and we had a successful mission. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my story of resilience and teamwork. Um, what advice would you give to young people listening to this interview? 
Um, I understand and, and, and we understand, you know, uh, I understand more now as an adult that growing up is hard, you know, growing up is hard. Uh, um, and, uh, definitely, you definitely have your challenges and each generation I think has their own unique challenges. Um, for my, I guess, generation, it was, I, I, I think our generation, I think wanted to grow up a little bit faster than what they needed to, you know? Um, but, uh, I think, I think, uh, allow yourself to slow down, right? Allow yourself to slow down, try to avoid the uh, distractions, right? Because there's going to be a lot of them. There's going to be a lot of distractions that come your way. Um, and at that time, they might seem like, hey, you know what, this isn't a big deal. Hey, let me go ahead and try this out. Let me go and try and do this. But at the end, you probably know that that was probably the wrong decision, right? Um, you know, try to stay with stay away from that and, uh, you know, just, just maintain your focus, you know, maintain your focus. Um, and if you make a mistake along the way, it's okay. You know, clean yourself off, try not to make the mistake again and move on. You know, um, I think, I think that's probably what I would tell, um, you guys, I don't know. Does that work? I mean, I'm talking to a, to a freshman and a junior here, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, what is it, is it like, what kind of challenges do you guys face on a day-to-day basis? Uh, being 15 and then being at this school, you're given a lot of opportunities. So it's like pick and choose which ones you choose to go with. Yeah. So, so like choosing like now at my age, I'm basically choosing what path I want to try to continue down. And if I don't like it, I try to switch gears. So like what you said, like slow down and actually think about what you're doing and not just speed forward and put your foot on the gas. No, and that's great. I mean, I mean, look at, uh, look at me, you know, I was in high school, I was going through a health professions academy, um, entered pre-nursing as a freshman, you know, at, um, at the university here. And I completely flipped, <laughs> you know, ended up going a criminal justice route. Um, and I ended up becoming a pilot, you know, um, so allow yourself to kind of make that, uh, make those choices. And knowing that not every choice is, 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 is cemented, you know, it's, you could, you could definitely change your mind and that's okay. Um, If anything, for me, you know, it kind of gave me the opportunity to appreciate, you know, the nurses and those, you know, those people in the, in, in in the medical field, you know, that, and especially with COVID, you know, after COVID, you know, everybody, um, everybody, I guess, has a new uh, understanding and appreciation for those healthcare workers that are out there. So, um yeah allow yourself to kind of be exposed to that and you know later down the road it might it might not be what you want and that's okay what about you buddy um i mean i've kind of always wanted to go down the path that i'm going towards now of aviation and wherever that may take me so i haven't really had that issue but i don't know i've just always kind of had an issue of like what do i need to do to achieve my goals and how do I balance that with other stuff that I also wanted to try in life? Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I think, uh, I, I think definitely you're on the right path. Uh, you keep up, uh, you know, being a, being a volunteer for whatever organizations and, uh, definitely that, uh, you know, um, acquiring, a your private pilot license is definitely going to help out. So. If you had a chance to go back and talk to a younger version of yourself like in high school or your freshman year of college, would, what would you say to him? You know what? 
I really had, and kind of, and sometimes it still happens. I kind of, I kind of had a, a. Um, have you guys heard of fear of missing out? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I kind of had that. Right. So I kind of, you know, I was the popular kid. You know, I, I, I needed to be at certain locations. I needed to be, you know, involved. I needed to be here. I needed to be there. You know, but in the long run, you know, um, I think there was those were little distractions that kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, led me astray sometimes, and kind of I needed that 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 guidance, you know, from from my parents, from my family, from my coaches, from my teachers, you know, to get me back on track. Like, all right, Rudy, come on, let's go. That's not that's not that's not what that's not what you want. Let's go this way and. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I think I think that's that's what uh, what I would tell myself. Oh, and then also, um, don't don't be afraid of failure. You know, um, failing is just an opportunity to learn. You know, if you if you look at it like that, if you have that mindset, you're going to be better off in the long run because because it's going to allow you to grow. Uh, were you an academic type of student, like always strong in academics? Um, I was very, um, I was smart, right? But I was kind of lazy and I was, and I would get distracted a lot, right? Like, and I was a big procrastinator. Um, and is that like you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hey, and, and you know what? It's, it's okay because I think maybe a little bit of that kind of, helped me uh, in regards to being able to think on my feet fairly quickly, right? Kind of, kind of helped me with, all right, cool. Now we got to get this done. Let's go. But um, if you allow yourself, I guess, to, to plan and kind of have, you know, what, what right's supposed to look like, then, you know, you'll allow yourself to kind of keep on going that way. So. Is there anything else you would like to share with us before we uh, complete the interview? Um, you know what, there was a lot of stuff that I kind of wanted to, I guess, go over, I guess I prepped myself with, but this, this has been probably, here's the thing, what you guys are doing, I think is great. And I think it allows a veteran to kind of come and talk to you guys and being able to, um, you know, talk, you know, with whatever questions that you might have. And I give us the opportunity to kind of share what we've got, whether it's, whether we're talking about baseball, we're talking about resiliency, we're talking about leadership, we're talking about character, we're talking about 957. Um, I think this is great. I really thank you for the opportunity. And, um, you know, Matthew and Riley, I, I wish you nothing but success in you guys' endeavors. And uh, I wish you the best of luck and uh, God bless you guys. Thank you. So, Riley, what did you think about the show? I thought it went great. I really thought his story about um, his executive officer having to leave to do with family matters and then him being in the same position a few years later was interesting because it, he said without the support of his detachment, he wouldn't have been able to do that. But he talked about how before he had to support his executive officer through that and then how he was supported by the rest of his flight detachment um, to make sure his family was taken care of. Yeah, I also thought it was a pretty unique story. Normally, you don't see very much of that happening, even in real life, where you help somebody through something, and then years later, they experience somebody the has thing. to. You have to experience the same thing. I thought it was pretty cool. What did you think? Uh, I thought his story about the bus to 
Pennsylvania with the Nine Fifty Seven project. That was cool, and then talking about it breaking down, but also having a good time, even even though they were in the rain, and making good things out of bad things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought that his advice at the end、um, about how not every choice is cemented and that you can change your mind、um, that kind of stuck with me because I'm now in a place where I'm having to make decisions about that kind of stuff.、Um, but him saying that you don't really need to have your life figured out in your junior year of high school really kind of stuck with me just because of where I am at in life right now. Yeah, I liked his advice about slowing down and not hurrying through life and thinking about your decisions. Like you said, like not everything's in concrete. So slowing down, thinking about it, living life, and not being focused on what's going on next week, but being living in the present. I thought that was really cool and unique. Yeah, and good advice, honestly.、Um, I also thought that it was interesting hearing about his experience、um, in ROTC and how. And the differences from between that and joining after college, or going to an academy, or enlisting and going to basic,、um, because I didn't really know the differences in training and the different strategies used and what、um, what that all kind of entails. Yeah, I like I choosing health or starting off in health and then going into the army. Normally, if you start off in health. You're gonna want to like do something in the army, do with health, like a nurse or a doctor, or even Red Cross, just something related to that. But he completely switched paths and became a pilot, and that's super cool. And I, I'm honestly kind of envious of that, <laughs> being a pilot and everything, and then also having somewhat of a health background. And then I also really liked, well, not liked, but enjoyed listening to a story about choosing. The army over the air force, like two buildings right next to each other, but the army seemed more inviting, and that's how we really ended up choosing. I really,、yeah. I really like that about it, and like sticking with your gut. I know you can like transfer out of the army to the air force and becoming a pilot in the army. That was all super cool. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to Operation Crest podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and share. Today's toast were Riley and me, and our guest was Mr. Rudy Salcido. The music was provided royalty free by Coma Media. The questions were written by us, and the editing is done by our teacher, Mr. Finn. Until next time, see ya.